So welcome to What I Hate About My Lawyer, the SaltPod series discussing the relationship between in-house and external counsel from the view of in-house experts and really getting into what they would like to see more of in the context of our local industry. Today we're joined by Fizile Ngiwa, Group Legal Counsel at Take-A-Lot. That's all right. For those that don't know you, um, please explain to us what your role is, what's the duties that encompass your position and just a, a bit more about what you do. Yes, of course. You've already said that I'm a group legal counsel at uh, Take A Lot, uh, the Take A Lot group, rather. Mm. Maybe let me start with the Take A Lot group. Yes. Of course, go ahead. Yes, of course. So the Take A Lot group compiles of three companies, uh, yeah. e- external facing. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of a company called Takealot.com. That's what they trade as. Okay, because I, I, I took the dot .com out because I didn't know if it must be yeah. in there or not. That's that's the first one. Okay. The dot .com company. It's got everything on there. Have you seen that site? You can get anything. You can shop anything as you as, as you can imagine. As yes, yes. So that's the, yeah. So you can get whatever you want on there. It's a very, very beautiful site. Um, and uh, it's better when you buy on your app. But also the the second company is a company called superbulous.com. Now, those are the fashion guys. Heard of it. Yeah. yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> Those are, those are superbulous and, you know, it, it really helps that one because if you're not sure what to wear, you know, you just go on the app and they kind of guide you in, 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 in what the in thing is now and they've got quite good deals there as well. <laughs> just got H&M in there recently as well. Oh, so now, yeah, crazy. That was a very good one as well. Oh. So you, so if you want to just check, it's, it's very good. So superbulous is also one of them and, of course, we've got Mr. D uh, who delivers convenience. What, is that, what do they do? <laughs> <laughs> no, that one, that one is the old one and, and they just deliver con- convenience and all these companies, how they work, man, and how they deliver, it's 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 so top, so world-class, really. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, at this point, if you're one of our listeners and you haven't heard of all three, then I'm also going to be like, ah, guys, that's not our, that's it's not our, yeah, 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 no, no, no. So, so, so essentially, I'm, I'm, that's the Take A Lot group as a whole. So when we talk about the Take A Lot group, we're talking about those three companies in the main. They're also some subsidiaries. And uh, I'm in a, a group function. So I'm an attorney in-house, so I'm group legal counsel for all of those companies. So we advise them on various things. The, this, this job compiles of two things, as any lawyer would know. I write and I talk. That's okay. what I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I write and I talk. Now, the writing bit is uh, the one that's always, you know, uh, takes a lot of work, but that is, you know, you draft, as they call it, you know, mm. whether you're drafting commercial agreements, you're drafting opinions, you're drafting notices, you're drafting contracts. From time to time, you're even drafting pleadings. So um, as a member of the commercial unit of the legal team at the Take A Lot group, I'm drafting a lot, but I also I talk a lot as well. And the talking aspect comes in when you're doing negotiations. You negotiate internally and you negotiate externally. Internally, you're negotiating with the stakeholders within your business. Yes. And externally, you're trying to advance the interests of your business externally as well. Of course, always for the betterment of the customer. Yes, yes. Jared. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, of course, on top of that, I'm also doing a lot of talking because I need to present. So I need to teach people and I need to present information to people in a way that it it lands. Uh, That's also legal stuff, but it's also, it's a commercial thing as well. But I think the most important aspect of the job is to advise and to give quick advice on the spot. Uh, In our team, we like to joke about it. And someone comes over to you and says, uh, hey, quick question. It always starts that way. Quick question. And then you go into somewhere else. And your job is to assist them to get to an answer that's not just... uh, legal but it's commercially viable yes so so my job entails managing legal and commercial risk not necessarily mitigating sometimes mm. we, we try and push the risk but i need to manage it 
and so that we can meet our commercial objectives. That's what it is. That's very interesting. And I mean, so I know you said you do a lot of the drafting, you do a lot of uh, even getting into the pleadings and stuff. Um, so what type of matters and instructions then do you do you find referring to outside counsel? At what point do you say, okay, this is now, we have to send it out, we have to send it elsewhere? Yes, okay. Now, of course, from our perspective, we like to do things in-house. That's our philosophy. So we like house brand, as you call, as they call it there at Woolies or anywhere else. Yeah. We like private label. It just works better when you do most of the work yourself because the business itself is so complex that it takes so long to explain to someone else how the business actually functions. Yes. You do most of the work yourself. In those limited instances, you do need outside counsel, however. And those instances are when you need specialist advice. Those are people who know the law very well in a specific area. I can give you an example, things like tax and IP. You're going to need a specialist in that regard. And when we literally cannot do it ourselves, that's litigation. As you know, of course, mm. we, we're non-practicing attorneys. So we need to brief people to be able to appear in court and all of that. But to a large extent, we're doing most of the work ourselves. When we cannot do it, we give it out. I mean, it also varies because sometimes, you know, you look at stuff like M&A and sometimes we even do our own deals, you know. Uh, but depending on the quantum, you might have to outsource it because of capacity issues. Yes. We don't have 40, 50 lawyers like some of these law firms do have in one department. So you'd outsource that. Uh, but depending on the complexity, uh, you'd outsource it. But in the main, we like to do it ourselves, Jared. Okay. And and so when you are referring to those one or two instances where you send it outside now, what are you looking for in like your dream counsel, your dream external counsel? Like what's the requirements of experience of, you know, <laughs> what size of the firm even or any of that? Does any of that play a role at all? Well, you know, it's, let's break it down to three principles. And you're an attorney yourself. You know this. As an attorney, you want to give your work to someone who's got a track record. Okay. In that yes. area, right? A track record, um, people normally vouch for you or you can brag about it on your website yeah. or people talk <laughs> on the street. People talk on the street and know this person for this. There's a track record there. Mm -hmm. Of course, I don't just go and be like, that guy's got a good track record and hand it myself. We've got processes in the company, but I'll talk about that in a moment. Yeah. We also look at competence. Of course, you want to, once you've worked with someone once or twice or you've gotten a character reference from someone else, you want to know that that person is a specialist. You're not going to give a complex transfer pricing or international tax matter to a litigator. It, it, you know, you need to have competence in that particular area. But, uh, it also depends on the intricacy of the matter that goes without saying, the scope. But also a big aspect for us is diversity and inclusion. Um, our company takes diversity and inclusion very, very, very seriously. In fact, um, it's one of our, our, our values at the company, diversity and inclusion. And it's not something that we just have up there written and whatever, you know, we have this brilliant value. We actually live the thing yeah. on a day-to-day -day basis. We've got an executive in the company that's just responsible to ensure that we have diversity and inclusion with everything internally and externally, with our service providers, with our everything. So okay. we want to see difference. But it's not just a thing of, uh, you know, it's a nice thing to have. For any lawyer, it's a constitutional prerogative. The constitution calls for transformation and 
healing the wounds of the past to build for the future. That's very important, yeah. right? In any lawyer, I shouldn't have to convince you about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. To convince you. But the second part is also that it's a commercial thing, mm. right? If you've got people sitting around a table that have different perspectives and outlooks on a matter, you can solve problems much more efficiently. Yes. In a country like ours where the problems that we have, I mean, we're in every province, we're in every corner of this country. You know, my dad is from Kumbu in the Eastern Cape. We deliver there. <laughs> so when we have problems there, we need people who are able Understand to deal with that. those issues. Yes. And when you have diversity on a table and you have a panel of lawyers who have diversity, they're able to give you practical solutions in those areas. It's very, very important, diversity and inclusion. It's actually something that is at the forefront of um, when we look externally as well. That's actually great to hear because, like you said, you're taking it seriously. It's not just something that you like is putting up on the wall and that you're trying to live it with everything you do. But mm. when you explain the business part of it, it makes so much sense. Like, mm. why would you not operate like that? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, once you once you refer these matters to outside counsel now, what are you finding are some of the things that are a bit challenging in 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 dealing with outside counsel and working with them? How much time do we have to talk about? Hey, this? we can go if we need to. <laughs> you know the you know the funny thing is, is every time we've had a guest on so far and I ask that question, there's either a pause or there's like a hey, like do where we do we start on this thing? <laughs> okay, I'll just. I'll just hit you with, with two. I'm sure the other guests have covered some of them no, and it'll be the same. We have to share. Uh, yeah. I think the biggest issue that you can have with, with outside counsel is, is the billing culture. Yes. Right? The billing culture of outside counsel. And it's something that we need to address as a, as a country. But if I was a young attorney, I'd obviously think about this as well if in practice. Um, some attorneys are billing out of context, if I can, if I can tell you uh, it's about billing too much. It's not about billing too much or billing too little. It's billing out of context. Okay, um, okay. I'll give you an example. Recently, um, there was a, a young attorney. We couldn't, we did a cost-benefit analysis. We had a matter that's in another province. We did a cost-benefit analysis and we decided we shouldn't run this matter. We should rather try and 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 settle it. That's it. Uh, so we tried to settle the matter and, you know, eventually the invoice that we got, I did a lot of the work as well. But the invoice that we got from the attorney that's in PE from a smaller firm there, Kabeha, uh, sorry, uh, the, the, the invoice that we got was far more than the settlement amount that we paid. Um, oh, crazy. So it, it, that, uh, I don't know how to put but it doesn't make sense. How, how, no, how, any way you put it, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Like, <laughs> like, like we can't pay the attorney more than we're, the settlement we're, yeah, we're settled. No, of course. To settle, then we would have rather just run with the matter, yeah, yeah. right? And for me, it's, it, I don't know if it's short-sightedness, but uh, if I was a young attorney, I'd be thinking to myself, here's a client I can get to keep them. Let me think long-term, build them now, you know, a reasonable amount, and maybe they'll come back, manage the relationship. Yes. Think a bit more long-term about your relationship with this particular client. I know she's based in another province and she's not maybe going to run with the matters in Cape Town, but we can always do opinion work. We can refer, yeah. we can build a relationship. You never know what's going to come from it. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah. I'm also going to leave, may, I'm not leaving, no. <laughs> but if you leave, wherever you go, you can, you know, brief, you know, you keep the relationship going. Yes. Um, but the moment that you get that invoice, we received the invoice, it was paid. But when I looked at the invoice afterwards, uh, because I wasn't the one that approved it, I realized, whoa, this amount is bigger than the settlement amount. It, it really leaves a bitter taste in your mouth. And mm -hmm. you don't forget, and I don't think I'll be able to work with that person because they don't see things the same way as I do. I'm going to now juxtapose that as opposed to uh, someone that we worked with recently, uh, one of the, an attorney at these fancy law firms, similar matter, 
Yes. And uh, we, you know, we've got drivers at the company and there was something to do with the drivers that we needed advice on. And, you know, she did so much work on this thing. And uh, she even, at, she told us that she actually tried to register as a driver just so she could get the journey, exper the experience of how it is to register as a driver on the app. She did all this extra work yes. right, to give us a better value of an opinion. Mm -hmm. But in the end, she didn't add that to her invoice, mm -hmm. you know, and she did it because she wanted to teach herself about our business without billing us to learn our business. That makes uh her very astute, doesn't it? I yes. mean, she's thinking long-term here. And now when I'm thinking about a matter, am I thinking about the lady from PE or am I thinking about the lady from here who tried to register on the app? Mm. It's the latter, isn't it? Of course. And now that's how you build a relationship. So the billing culture in South Africa, lawyers need to build in context. Mm. It's not about, it's nothing wrong with making money, Jared. This, this is how what we do. We're creating value, but do it in context. Understand what you're doing and the value that you're adding and how much you should charge. I don't think it's there all the time. Mm. Um, some of our lawyers do have it, but it's not always there all the time. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, second go on. one. Of course, go. One, jump into go, it. Jump yo, into I, it. I'll, I'll go. Hey. No, 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 the taps are, the taps are open. No, nah, it flows. <laughs> Let it flow. <laughs> I'll go. Yeah. And then, of course, the second one, uh, besides the billing culture that uh, we could, we should have spent another 10 minutes on, <laughs> is the issue of, of, of professionalism. Um, and what you have here is attorneys... They don't understand. So I'm coming to you. Okay. Right? Because I'm an attorney myself. Because you remember, I'm I'm the in-house counsel. Mm. I'm coming to you because I need help. And from the take a lot perspective of our company, how things work, the group, I need it quickly. Um, so what you need to do is learn how to manage my expectations because I need to manage the expectations of the business. Right? I don't know what's happened in last time I remember when we were in practice. Um when a client writes you an email, you should have responded yesterday already. Like before the email <laughs> come, like you should have already waited for the email to come in and you should already the be should responding. Be there, yeah. <laughs> you should be responding. When a client does, says anything, you're supposed to jump, right? Because this person is paying for a service mm. and they need a professional service. And I believe that uh, a lot of that is going away maybe with these younger attorneys and you know, even a holding email, you know, when someone writes an email, say, look, I don't know the answer, but I'll get back to you. I, I don't see a lot of that happening anymore, um, especially with the with the junior people. So the management of the expectations is important, but also just managing a relationship um, with your client. What you're doing is you're building a relationship. That's what it is. I mean, you need to treat it like you treat your partner at home. Mm. That's what it is. And if you treat that relationship well and you treat them you might develop a friendship with that person. It's about trust, right? Go. And I see a lot of guys looking at it from a commercial perspective only of, I'm going to bull, 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 but not build a relationship and think long-term. And those are the two problems that I can say I, we have time for today. No, but it's, so so two things on the point today is the one thing, and it'll be the last point that you, you raised that I'll deal with first, is that we've also seen that we, especially with, even if your company can't work with a smaller firm right now, it's always good for them to build those habits so that one day when they do work for you guys or with you guys, they have those habits already installed in them of, you know, not overbuilding or overcharging or focusing more on value. Mm. And and we've seen that with even some of the external partners that we've dealt with where they, they bill us on a commercial sense, but there's no understanding of the relationship mm. or where it could go, which mm. I think is a very important mm. point no matter what size your firm is. Mm. That's, that's a very important thing. The other thing is that I wanted to touch on was just, so Jared raised a similar point, Jared uh, of Root, who was head of legal at Root in our previous episode, raised a similar point of communications where 
even though he expects efficient communication, at least manage the expectation of if you can't get to it now, Certainly. then just tell me about that. Mm. And and I think that's also where the misunderstanding comes in a lot because people think that uh, email yesterday means like you have to email with a full answer yesterday. <laughs> and it's not like you said, sometimes you can just add the placeholder in there, mm. give an expectation of when they're going to get back to you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but touching on that, I just wanted to, to check with you. Are you finding that your... Um, your your outside counsel is keeping pace with your productivity in terms of your expectations at the moment. Well, um, you know, so part of it is whether they are or not, we always have to evaluate them, right? And that's why very shortly we'll be going to evaluate our service providers and we'll be adding more and maybe removing more depending on the issues that are raised now, diversity and, in, and, and, and inclusion. Um, for the most part, yes, they are. Um, that's why they're there. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're still there. But the example that I gave early on about the lady who didn't build in context, she certainly uh, won't be there. Um, but legal services, that's thats the nature of the, of the thing. Um, I also don't want to be negative. We've got very good lawyers in South Africa. Yes. We've got very good lawyers in Cape Town. We've got very good attorneys who understand what they have to do. And um, that also needs to be said. Yes, of um, course, of course. But, you know, we always try to, you know, give constructive criticism and mm. then they can get better. Um, firms obviously sometimes take more work than they than they should take. Mm. Um, and that's also another thing. But, you know, in this economy, you, you're not sure when you're going to get work again. So people do that. Um, <laughs> but to answer your question directly, for the most part, yes, they are. They are keeping up. They have to. Just to jump on that though, would you prefer it rather if the if the firms just took on all the work and then, you know, told you that, okay, listen, we have to extend the deadlines and stuff? Or would you prefer it if a firm just told you like, listen, we can't take this on. Either, you know, we can refer this to this kind of person or, or, or this colleague that we know, or we just can't accept it ourselves. Would you respect that more in terms of the feedback from, from outside counsel? Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's a straightforward issue. You don't take the work unless you're going to do it at the time that we agreed. Mm. Um, you're immediately deteriorating the relationship yes. that we have with you because we need to manage relations within the business ourselves, excuse me. Yeah. And um, they rely on our advice and the timeframes that we have. So if you can't meet the expectations, then you should be upfront about that. Mm. Um, but it also be the legal profession, the very nature that it is, I think every client wants something very quickly. We That's why we used to work such late hours. Mm. Uh, if you watch Suits, you see Harvey Specter and them drinking whiskey yeah. at like 10 at night, isn't it? <laughs> Um, it's just the nature of the work. So if you're a lawyer, that's how it is. You, the job, is, you have to get the job done. That's mm. how I remember it. I don't know. Maybe now it's changed. You make commitments and then you don't. That's unacceptable for any service, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No, true, true. Just one last thing I wanted to touch on, Fez. When you are uh, finding yourself in a position of referring work to outside counsel, are you finding that the systems in place by outside counsel are sufficient to handle the instructions or do you find yourself wasting a lot of time on just explaining what the problem is to outside counsel? Yes, uh, that hits back to the problem that I was saying. Um, the first step is someone does someone understand your business? Mm-hmm. I can't hold it against them. The e-commerce in South Africa is pretty new. Yes. How it works, they've never had that kind of client before. So once you've trained someone on how your business works, you sort of want to keep them. I think it doesn't matter what way that you convey your instruction. It can be even WhatsApp. It's just the person needs to have context about your business yes. before they can help um, with any matter. Um, so whether it's, it be WhatsApp, it's, it, 
it doesn't matter. Email is still fine. Email is still very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, still works. Still works. Still, still works. works. Email is good, and then you respond. And but the context for me, the question is more about the business context. Does someone understand mm-hmm. how your business works? If they don't, and then you billing me to teach you about the business. Not that billing in it's pulling out of context. Okay, yeah. so it's actually, it doesn't matter if you're sending it via pigeon or via fax or email, as long as you understand what you're getting in from us, we we happy. That's happy, the context. Happy. That is brilliant, man. Fez, can you believe it? It's been 23 minutes already. Um, so I mean, look, are the I, I just also wanted to ask before we 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 close off. Um, is there any any other advice you'd like to give to council who would like to work with your company, for instance? Um, I know you said you focus on transformation, you focus on making sure you have the capacity and that you have the experience. But is there anything that would really impress you when you're considering outside council as well? You know, uh, just putting yourself out there, uh, being enthusiastic. Uh, enthusiasm's never killed anyone, has it? Yeah. Um, to put yourself out there as a young person, manage relationships, be out there. The world today, we've got so many good platforms. Uh, LinkedIn helps that social anxiety that people people have yes. um, to reach out, give someone a connection and, and build those genuine connections. And people don't forget that. Um, certainly, we're always available on, on LinkedIn, Jared. And, uh, you know, we've chatted a bit. Yeah, of course. I still need to reply to you, don't I? Yeah, I, was say, I didn't bring it up. But I mean, if you're going to bring it up, we're going to... No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's also a very good point because it's, it's what I tell a lot of, of people, even if you're not in the profession as yet, like you said, managing those relationships for what's to come, very important. Mm. But you're saying it's actually even possible for to be in the context of you trying to get business um, having that, it's not like you guys have panel. Do you guys have a panel? No, that no, you guys have? So we're going to have a process coming up very soon. Uh, definitely, we're going to put out details about that. Okay, um, we'll definitely share that with you, so you can put it out to your to your listenership and your people. We're going to have a process coming in. We always review it, uh, but now it's going to be a bit more formal. How we're going to review it, and we're going to have people add people onto the panel, and uh, they can. But you know, it's always good to make contacts. Think about it. The guys that made contact before. Yeah, right? and by the time they come to the panel and apply, those yeah. guys are already fresh yeah. in mind, right? Of course. And then they and then they they win. Um, not to necessarily get the job, but for us to always keep them in mind about the work that's there. Perfect. Um, yeah. Nah, brilliant. Fizz, it was great having you as always. Great conversation. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for making the time, and we look forward to having many more discussions in future with you as well. Thank you very much, Jerry. Really appreciate it.